Credit Suisse is the global sponsor of the New York Philharmonic. The New York Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Foundation, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, and the Philharmonic's corporate sponsor, MedLife Foundation. From Avery Fisher Hall in New York City, it's the New York Philharmonic This Week, a weekly program of concerts and recorded highlights by one of the world's great orchestras. And this week, we feature a pair of recordings from the Philharmonic's archives. The first is Dvorak's Cello Concerto in B minor, and the second is Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. I'm Alec Baldwin. Thanks very much for your company. Please stay tuned now as we hear music director emeritus Court Mazur conduct the New York Philharmonic this week. It was in 1991 that Court Mazur succeeded Zubin Mehta as music director of the New York Philharmonic, a post he would occupy until 2002. During the course of his tenure, Philharmonic audiences were treated to his signature affinity for works of the German Romantic period, as well as many memorable performances of works by Soviet-era composers, as well as new pieces. Mr. Mazur also prioritized making sure the orchestra was heard outside New York, he continued the Philharmonic's tradition of dedicating several weeks to touring each season and helped the orchestra preserve its legacy through broadcasts and recordings. His catalog of commercial releases with the Philharmonic, many of them on the Teldec label, is second only to Leonard Bernstein. We open now with a recording of the Dvorak Cello Concerto in B minor that was made for Sony in January 1995. Yo-Yo Ma is the soloist and Court Mazur conducts the New York Philharmonic.
Cello Concerto in B Minor, Opus 104 by Antonin Dvorak. Yo-Yo Ma was the soloist, and the New York Philharmonic was conducted by Court Mazur. In a moment, we'll turn our attention to a recording of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony that is featured on the special editions box set Court Mazur at the New York Philharmonic. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to the New York Philharmonic this week. In Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, we hear a call to brotherhood in the final movement as expressed in Schiller's Ode to Joy. And while this is carried along by one of the best-known tunes in all of classical music, Mr. Mazur knows how to overcome the familiarity of the piece and bring about a sense of occasion with the performance. This may be aided on some level by his well-known commitment to humanitarian causes. He recalled the experience in an interview with WFMT's Kerry Frumpton. We have to understand how much Beethoven was belonging to love, to be happy, to take part together with other people in the joy of life. If we know that after the letter to the mother beloved, Beethoven was unable to compose a symphony for the next 10 years. And the ninth came 10 years later, yep. shortly after the Missa Solemnis, who was the first piece after this intermission. He was working on both, more or less, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Then we know exactly that the period in between, he must have felt unable to go on with a piece where he would say, this is the continuation of the row of my symphonies, of the number seven, of the number eight, and he was unable to do it. And uh, it also explains why the musical language of the Missa already, but much more of the Ninth Symphony, is so advanced if you compare it with the other symphonies that you normally should be shocked. I would go so far that without the first movement of the Ninth Symphony, Gustav Mahler wouldn't have been able to describe what he has described in his works. And I always feel in the beginning of the Ninth Symphony, you feel the dimension of the universe that is not on Earth anymore. And what we have to say, I think that the most of us haven't, until now, understood why Beethoven only could make the choice with this form. How Beethoven has changed to use the, the timpani in the Ninth Symphony is incredible. It was never heard in that time before, never used to, what would I say, to imitate the creation of the world or an earthquake or something which is such a natural power to describe what the feeling of people can be, being helpless against this power. And at the other hand, also to use it as a surprising instrument in the scherzo for just frightening people. What I did with the surprise symphony is a nice joke to wake up the people who slept during the slow movement. But 
But what Beethoven does in the scherzo is just like a devilish idea to make people believe they will be beaten down the next moment. And this kind of demonic power he has uh, created with his music in the Ninth Symphony is uh, always new. It should be more and more discovered. We should be more and more aware instead of doing the mistake to wait for of impatience for Freud Schoenergötterfunk. Because what happens before is like the creation of the world, but the outer space, I would say. <laughs> well, it all leads logically, though, to that last movement, which is what gives us hope after all that frightening music. Absolutely, because what he does with the singer, and someone thought that this uh, not not allowed or not logical to bring a singer suddenly, but the singer stops the music and says, "Don't go on that way. We need harmony." Yeah. And what of the text that he chose with Schiller and its importance to him? We should be very aware that Beethoven was highly educated, exactly knowing what he has chosen, which kind of text he used. What he did with Schiller's, he also changed something a little bit. Yeah. He didn't use all of it, for one thing. He didn't use all of it, and I think what he has selected was absolutely clear. It made us feel that from page to page, he knew exactly that the way to convince people that really only joy could unify them and to make it feel everybody that his imagination of that gets more and more convincing, more and more exciting. You can see it in his manuscript score that he got more and more impatient because in his head the symphony was already ready. He couldn't write so quickly as he wanted. And you only can follow the, the German words as he has written down. And I also got a kind of fever as I saw it first time in my life. And then I could imagine how he wanted you to conduct that. It means this kind of variation with, with the first slow beginning Seit umschlungen Millionen, slow. Then it comes already in Allegro. And then shortly before the ending, before he let the chorus shout out, Tochter aus Elysium. Joy, you're the daughter of Elysium. Then he uses the same words, Seit umschlungen Millionen, in an absolutely crazy musical context. This is not normal anymore. This is someone who gets crazy about the idea because it is not reality now. So this ending, this construction of the music until the ending tells us that his selection of the words was absolutely genial. He knew exactly how to build up this kind of tension until the end and then give the mankind <laughs> the message and how it ends in the Ninth Symphony, it's absolutely 
no victory at all. Again, it leaves the question in the space. Say, this is my message for the future. We couldn't get it until now. And unfortunately, he still is right in our time. It seems that audience and musicians alike were poised for something rare and special on December 31, 1999. That evening, Mr. Mazur led the Philharmonic in a heartfelt message of peace for the coming millennium with Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. We hear that performance now courtesy of the New York Philharmonic Special Editions. Sylvia McNair is the soprano soloist with mezzo-soprano Florence Quivar, tenor Stuart Neal, and bass Renee Papa. Also featured are the New York Choral Artists and the American Boy Choir. Court Mazur conducts the New York Philharmonic.
Symphony No. 9 in D minor, Opus 125 by Beethoven, the Choral Symphony. The New York Philharmonic, the New York Choral Artists, and the American Boy Choir were all conducted by music director emeritus Court Mazur. The performance was recorded December 31, 1999, and is featured as part of the New York Philharmonic Special Editions box set Court Mazur at the New York Philharmonic. Sylvia McNair was the soprano on that recording with mezzo-soprano Florence Quivar, tenor Stuart Neal, and bass Renee Papa. <laughs> Philharmonic audio director Lawrence Rock is the music producer for this series. The executive producer is Vince Ford. These programs are written and produced by Mark Travis with assistance from Nick Bremer and Amanda Conti. And for now, until next time, this is Alec Baldwin wishing you good health and good music. Credit Suisse is the global sponsor of the New York Philharmonic. The New York Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Foundation, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, and by our corporate partner, MetLife Foundation. This program is distributed over the WFMT radio network.